0: Hi everyone. I'm Lauren Sanchez, and I'm Susie Schuster. Get ready because each week, Lauren and I are going to be talking about the biggest stories in sports on our new podcast, Locker Room Talk. You've never heard a sports show like this one before. We're going to cover what is happening in the sports world with a flair that only women can bring. Yeah, this is what we call real locker room talk. Don't forget to download each new episode every Thursday. You can listen to Locker Room Talk for free exclusively on Apple Podcast at podcastone.com and on the Podcast One app. If you love the show. Share it with a friend. And, of course, leave us a rating and a review. Oh, you'll love it.
1: Hey, welcome to Dr. Podcast. Uh, don't forget to uh, check out those swinging sounds, the swinging tunes. Also, support the people that support us here. Uh, go to DrRu.com. Check out the contact list. Uh, we've got this newsletter coming out now that I am uh, very proud of. We are going to be chronicling the opiate epidemic from its in, from all the way back to where poppies were invented as a pharmaceutical agent. Back Actually, it turns out in prehistoric times, bringing it all the way forward. So if you wonder how we got into this mess, I'm going to tell you about it in a multi-part series. Of, so that's our newsletter. And also check out the family of other podcasts we've got there as well. Now... My privilege to welcome today Billy Lee. She is in the new. Are you the only new cast member?
0: I am the new cast member. The new
1: cast member on Vanderpump Rules, Monday, 9 on Bravo. You can follow her at It's Me Billy, B I L L E L E E, It's Me Billy Lee.com or Twitter at It's Me Billy Lee. Yes. Um, and. The the show is. Are you a server at the the restaurant? A host. host I'm
0: a host at Sir. Yes. Yeah,
1: and it's and it's all at Sir. It's not up the the hill at Pump.
0: No, I mean we definitely party there, Uh, but we. I work at Sir. Yes.
1: And any uh, surprises we should look forward to, or anything you can. Um. Any any, (laughs) not spoilers, but things to watch out for.
0: Well, I mean there are so many attractive men at Sir, and um, so you see me dating you. Definitely um, see some things happen there, and well,
1: let's let's talk, let's sort of drill in right away. Okay. So for you, attractive Man and dating has a sort of a special quality to it, right? Yes. Special challenges. Yeah. Why is that? Um,
0: because I'm trans, and um, yeah, it's like a thing, you know. Not everyone is comfortable with
1: it. And, and do do you run into? Conflict? Do you run into weird situations? Is it something you're very familiar with so you know how to handle it? How does yeah. that work?
0: Well, I mean, I feel like, you know, there are. It's at that point where you meet a guy, you hit it off, and then you have to tell him I'm trans. And, w- when is that point? Well, I like to do it right away. Like, I wish. Like, literally, hi, I'm Billy Lee and I'm trans. So, you
1: like the first time you're sort of, they see there's an attraction, you try to get it out there right away.
0: I do, but it's hard. And um, sometimes you enjoy the attention and you just want to be yourself and you don't want to um, have to reveal everything. And at first, um, but I used to date men and I didn't tell them. And then I would fall in love with them and, you know, we would be like in a relationship and then I would tell them and they would be devastated or they would be upset. And, um, they would break up with me.
1: What was the worst story that way?
0: Well, I mean, you know, you, you have connections with people. And I had a really soul, amazing connection with this guy. And he was my neighbor. And he also, um, you know, like, would come into this cafe that I worked at. and um,
1: This was out here in Los Angeles? Yes. And um,
0: it was just amazing. But I was so afraid of him finding out. And when because I
1: because you sort of sensed he was somebody that would not exactly yeah.
0: um he definitely was not cool with it. And he even told me a story one time where he sat next to a trans woman on the bus and it was like the perfect opportunity to tell him. But what when he was like saying that it freaked him out, I instantly went to fear mode and uh. um I was so afraid to tell him and then I knew I was like, Okay, I really do have to tell him. How like, long have you been dating
1: at that point? Are you dating or just getting no, ready to date? Just
0: hanging yeah. out, yeah. hooking up kind of thing. Yeah. Um I would say like probably maybe six months it took for me to tell him and then he was like yeah I'll never look at you the same like I don't even want to look at you yeah it was really bad it was like just, I was left on the floor for days. My oh. roommate at the time like, had to lift me up so many times because I was just really hurt. But I was attracting people who were afraid of it because I was afraid of it. I wasn't in love with my trans experience, I was ashamed of it.
1: Was it earlier in the. Or this, ha- um, I think it was like a few years ago. H- how old were you when you started the trans? Um,
0: I was around 20.
1: So you you were not somebody that transitioned during adolescence or something? No. Were you aware then, earlier on? Or?
0: I knew when I was little that I that I was attracted to feminine things, and I knew that it was wrong for me to be attracted to them. My parents did little things, and also I'm really sensitive with energy, and I felt the energy of shame. And my parents were, you know, didn't know what was going on with me, and they were embarrassed and ashamed. Small well, town.
1: When you say attracted feminine things, what do you mean?
0: Like I loved Barbie dolls. I loved girl things, pink things. Um, I wanted to always play the girl role. If you you know, were playing house or being a teacher, like I always imagined myself as a girl. But I didn't know the word transgender, and my parents dropped out of high school. They had me when they were 17. Oh, my. And they didn't know. And all they knew was, you need to get dirty like a boy. You need to hold the fork like a boy. You need to be a boy. And, um, yeah, and I didn't want to be.
1: <laughs> when did you speak out about it?
0: I didn't. Well, I was diagnosed with um, child, childhood depression, OCD, because I had like all these anger issues um, because I wasn't diagnosed as being trans. Um, I was just told that I was wrong. And then after missing like two and a half years of grade school because I, of being depressed and um, also being bullied, I was afraid to go to school. I. Why were you bullied? For being feminine. Being called a sissy. Um, Yeah, the bathroom walls always, like, had my name on it. Like, Billy sucks dick. I'm like, I didn't even know how to suck dick then. But apparently, like, that's the rumor. So, yeah, it was all about me, you know, being feminine, too feminine.
1: Were you, did you identify as gay initially or?
0: So, the therapist, my parents brought me to a therapist that the government, like, paid for. It was through Medicare, medi not Medical, but Medicare, and it was. Um, they didn't really. They were just like, "Oh, he's going to be gay." You know, that's that was. There this was, was no, how long ago? This so, is when I was a child. But like. How many years?
1: Twenty. Um, twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. When, Wait, no. Yeah, twenty. Yeah. Okay, and so they just saw it as a, as a not a gender identity issue, but a sexual identity exactly. issue. Exactly. And and that the anger and all that was related to that. They thought. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it I, and my
0: parents they they fall a lot as a, when I was a child, and they had their own issues and was they, there domestic violence yes
1: oh well that's... exactly
0: yeah. um and uh but I was very detached from my family just because i I just didn't connect with them. when I was younger i was I just wanted to get out did and you have get siblings? Away. i had I have a little brother, yeah, well, he's just a year younger than me, hmm. but he looks like he's twenty years older than me Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, good for your parents for taking you to a therapist, right? I mean, if they really were unenlightened, they were who knows what they would have done, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So they were trying, right? They may not have been yeah, enlightened, they were- but they were struggling and trying and ha- trying to help. And- they
0: were trying, and they wanted me to be happy. And now they're like my biggest fans. They love me. They love the fact that I'm their daughter. So it's really cool to experience the other side of that.
1: Well, well tell me more about the transformation. So, So now you're in high school. You're being told this is a sexual orientation thing. Right. So You're still unhappy.
0: So I dated um, – they told me, you know, you're gay. And I was um, in a male body and I was attracted to men. And I was like, okay, so I'm – so I started dating a man who was gay. And he hated the fact that I was so feminine. And it just went from my parents not liking the fact that I was so feminine to my first boyfriend. So it just kept on – I just felt a Which lot of shame. Which is kind of interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Stuff felt familiar. Exactly. Yeah. And that was two years. And um, you're how old now? Eight, I'm thirty three. No, no, I mean at that 18? Oh. Um I was yeah, like 18, okay. 19, yeah. 18, yeah. And then as soon as I ended that relationship, I moved to. Um, I moved. I was in Chicago for a couple of years, but I moved to Los Angeles. And when I first moved to Los Angeles, that that's when I, I was at a bar and someone was like, "Sweetie, you're trans," and I was like, "What?
1: Did did you were you shocked or were you were you like, what is that?"
0: I mean, I kind of knew what, what it was, was yeah. but it just didn't make sense. Like at that moment, it made complete sense. Like a
1: light went off. Oh, so you thought he's right or whoever the yeah. person wants right.
0: And that's when I was like, I couldn't go to sleep for a couple of days. I was just thinking about it nonstop. And I imagined myself on a – Beach, a deserted beach, and I was alone. There was no judgment. And I imagined myself as a beautiful woman naked and a beautiful man naked. And my heart space just blew open when I imagined myself as a woman. And it just all made sense. And I knew it was time to start the transformation.
1: What'd you do first?
0: Hormones. You always have to, I mean, it's best to start on hormones before you have any surgery because your face and your body shifts.
1: Mm -hmm. And your moods and stuff too, right? Oh my
0: God. It's (laughs) like going through puberty as an adult. (laughs) I was such a hot mess. I've lost a couple of friendships through that transition because I was just so... Irritable. Yeah. Labile. Exactly.
1: Good yeah. times. <laughs> do you feel more empathy for women?
0: I do. I mean... I,
1: one, thing, one thing I found fascinating when I talk to trans friends is... The empathy they develop for the opposite sex they're transitioning into, yeah, like like the female to males, always go, oh my god, have you been dealing with this all the time? <laughs> and and my reaction was really like, yeah, try doing it when you're 13. It's like, <laughs> it's like what, what was God intending? And same thing, male to female is like. Yeah, you feel a little something, something for for for, yeah. for other women now. What they we all contend with these biologies, yeah. and we don't really appreciate what the other sex is dealing with.
0: Yeah, and I really do appreciate the fact that, and now that I'm in love with my trans experience of of being both and being both being both sex and like experiencing ha- having been both. Yeah, Yeah, having both and experiencing the fact that testosterone is a very strong.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I really well, I want the trans some trans members to community members to to. Be clear about that, because you could be a great voice for that difference. Because everyone everyone argues about what the biology is. Trans folk experience it dr- yeah. firsthand. They they yeah. are they are the they are the ground zero for all this and they should be talking about it. Like, here, yeah. And I would love to like how fascinating it would be to get groups of transgender both sexes to yeah. talk about the spectrum of experience that they have with it so we can understand it even better. Yeah.
0: For, I mean one of my dreams is to to speak i love speaking in front of people and so i want to share that because yeah well
1: you've been very open about it so i'm I'm, that's where i'm going
0: um but testosterone you know when i did have testosterone in my body and i didn't start the hormones i pre-transition i Mm. would think about sex all the time Mm -hmm. i was like i can fuck him i can fuck him like literally all day long every day and so when my girlfriends are like oh we haven't had sex in a couple months i think he cheated well he has testosterone in his body and he needs to release that and i know the power of testosterone so please write a book about
1: this (laughs) yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding, uh, yeah. because because there's all you can speak to it in a way that a straight male can't, and a straight female can't. Exactly. I mean, a straight non-gender, whatever. Not yeah. Not trans, <laughs> and and it. it and I think it would be very powerful. I really yeah. do. So I'm calling upon you too. Yes, <laughs> I'll be happy to help with something I can oh, help with. Yes, but, please. But uh, the the uh, you know what else gave me some insight of this too was um, oh. What's, what's her name? Sonny and uh, uh what's his name? Uh, oh, Chaz, Chaz. Chaz. yes. Chaz was like, oh, yeah, the testosterone started. I was like, holy shit. I've, yeah. I I've suddenly realized what men are dealing with. So, When
0: I dated a trans man before and he was on testosterone and you know, in the community, people would say like T-rage. because yeah? Oh, sure. Yeah. And that was a thing like we would fight a lot and it was – he would just get really upset. Is, is
1: that a common thing when two trans folk get together?
0: You know, you would think it would be, but it's not. And I'm always like, where are all the trans men? Because I actually love being with trans men. I think it's really cool to be with someone who knows kind of what you're going through. And there's really no judgment. You can wake up in the morning and just feel great with that person. And I, I've never experienced vagina until I got my own. And when I was dating a trans man, I loved the fact that he had a vagina. I like fell in love with it. I couldn't get away from it.
1: Interesting. I but I that loved it on a man.
0: I like it on a man. I don't
1: – Yeah. I'm yeah. not
0: attracted to it on really a woman. I, sometimes I find myself attracted to a woman if they have some masculine energy, but –
1: Have you tried to deconstruct that? Have you sort of figured out what that is for you? No. It's interesting. <laughs> I know it is. Because when I when – back in the day, I used to take care of – this was a long time ago. Some male female transgender folk. And, and a lot of them were, would have relationship with lesbian women after yeah. they transitioned. And I was like – Explain that to me. I, I, I'm conf- now I'm confused. Now, yeah. I, it, but it worked for them and whatever. And it there's not I don't I don't see as much of that anymore. Am I wrong or is that still real common?
0: Yeah, I mean I I've seen it in the trans community.
1: Um, I'm sure it happens, but it I used to be seemed like it was much more common.
0: Well, and I noticed too since I started hormones, I feel like I'm more attracted to feminine things too i'm not just necessarily attracted to men and i think finding the fact that this guy had such a balance of masculine and feminine energy and with that vagina i don't know i was just so it took me a couple weeks i was scared shitless at first but then once i really got into him i was like i'm obsessed with this so what happened that um it it just didn't work out because of rage and i think you know he would get really upset on certain things and um yeah, I just didn't feel good all the time around him, and I want to be with a partner who makes me feel good.
1: And we started this conversation talking about some of the stuff that happens at the restaurants and you know, on yes. Vanderpump Rules. We're going to see all this on TV, right? Yeah. Is there a certain kind of guy that that particular uh, is attracted to you? Do you think? I mean, can you characterize it in any way, or is it all of them that the are last? attracted
0: to me? Yeah. I mean,
1: just someone that's open-minded
0: and and I feel like you know who can well, see. Well, let
1: me reframe it. Okay. Are there guys that are especially into you? Because there are guys that are into transgender females. Yeah. And do you know, and, and can you characterize those guys or do you, do you attract those guys?
0: I don't attract those okay. guys. Um, you know, pre-op, when I, before I had my surgery and I was, um, I still had masculine features. Mm-hmm. I definitely attracted men who were into that. And in the community, we call them chasers. Chasers. Um, chasers, yeah. What do they chase? Because they have like, they have a specific type of, trans women like that's their type and then wait, wait,
1: wait slow down because yeah, i really because i'm interested i'm interested in people okay. right so i'm interested in, and i imagine there was probably a certain profile yes. of people that would do that so who are they
0: so chasers are men who are into trans women who have uh, a penis who, still, a penis yeah but the thing is with chasers is they just really see you as an object they just want to get off
1: you know. And are they sort of sex addicts? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought. Exactly. So it's just some novelty. You're a novelty to that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's hard to find someone who really is just wanting a relationship to. Right. And there's a lot of shame with men. Like it's not accepted in society. And so you don't see a lot of men be like, yo, this is my girl. She's trans. And especially if, you know, she still has masculine features. Then And people notice her or she's noticeably trans. It's more likely for you to not be introduced to his friends. And you're kind of more of a secret. Like I've been a secret off and on for so long, <laughs> especially before all my surgeries.
1: So that's still happening or no? Surgeries? No, no. The, oh. Well, yes. More, mean, surgeries? Are there more surgeries? No. <laughs> no. Okay. It's the being a secret.
0: No, it doesn't happen. I mean, sometimes I do find myself like really connecting with someone and I can tell that they have some shame about it. And I'm like, could I deal with this? Could I, could we get through this? Um, but yeah, no one wants to um, feel shame and no one wants to be a secret. And I want, I definitely don't want that for anyone else. So I don't want it for myself. So
1: Are you in a relationship now? No. I'm sure uh, I have a billion questions all of a sudden. It's just <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Are, are there surgeries you regret?
0: No. Um, you know, it was really hard. My vagina, the first couple of years, I was afraid of it. I Meaning what? I just didn't know how to work it, and it
1: was so from tight. A, from a sexual arousal standpoint or from intercourse standpoint or
0: F- – From intercourse, yeah. yeah okay. Like, you know, it was tight, and so – You have to
1: – now, again, I'm a dilettante, so no. bear with me. But patients I've dealt with this, they had these acrylic devices they had to put in, these expanders they had to put in. Still, yeah, dilators. To, yeah, you had to deal yes. with that? Yeah. yeah. Did you do that diligently or were you not doing it properly and so what happened or –
0: I mean, who wants to sit around for hours and stick something
1: inside? Like, I understand. So like, the answer is no, you weren't <laughs> yeah, there probably exactly. so Okay.
0: No. And then, you know, when it comes time to like having sex, like dudes are like, oh my God, this is so amazing. It's so tight. But uh. at the same time, it was so painful for me. So it, it was just, you know, it mm-hmm. was difficult. But it took a long time for me to really love my vagina and my trans experience.
1: Let, let, I, I got a minute question that okay. falls on to that too. Okay. But let me go back to the painful intercourse. Is if you still had, this is going to be a crazy question, but if you still had all that testosterone flying around, would you tolerate that pain? You understand the question I'm asking? Yeah. That I've, women tolerate things differently, and do you, is that a hormonal thing or is that
0: you know it for women? It's just what I experience. I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. It's more sensual. It's more of about like the connection and right. the vibration a man gives off, not no. just necessarily about his penis being inside you know, your vagina. Right. But as a male and testosterone as a man, you're mm. definitely more like, you know, I'm, my focus is just getting off.
1: Right. I don't so really so there's a more directed quality to it when you, when you're not on estrogen. Right. And, and can you describe what it's like on estrogen?
0: Yeah. It's more, um, sensual and you know, everything is, uh, it's more about the vibration. It's more about not as visual. I'm still a visual person actually. Yeah. But I definitely can get like just the you touching my body and like someone touching me and doing little things is more a turn on than, you know, seeing porn
1: or seeing some dude naked. Let's go back to loving your experience. What yeah. did, when was that? The, the, when were you not loving it? How did you come to love oh, it?
0: What? well, you know, when you're not accepted by society, I was through my transition. I was kicked <laughs> in the corner. I was suicidal. I couldn't get a job for like a year. And I had How to. How long ago was that?
1: Like 10 years ago? Yeah.
0: And um, yeah, I couldn't get a job. You hey, know. Do
1: you think generally things are different now that way? Um, with With societal with acceptance and all that.
0: Mm, Trans people still can't get jobs. It's, Why? Uh, the unemployment rate for trans people, are th- it's three times higher than the general population. Why you think
1: that is? Do you have trouble getting a job now?
0: I don't because I went through all these surgeries so I can be attractive so society will accept me.
1: Oh, so, it's, so you think and you could so be right. So if you're visibly trans, right. you're okay, definitely not accepted. Got it. Got like it, got I it. am right now. Um, Got it.
0: And I was... Do you feel I, good
1: about that? For you personally? Like a good thing I went through all this? Or I are mean, you resentful you had to go through all that?
0: Well, you know, when the when things shifted and, and society accepted me because I was attractive, uh, I was like, I'm the cool kid in town. Like I was loving it, enjoying it. But now I'm grown and, and the trans... Um, Experience is important to me. And also, you're a trans activist
1: now. Yeah. And so the community. You're, you're, right. So you're coming to the defense of your peers.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I feel, you know, I'm obligated to speak up about this because I went through hell mm. when I didn't look attractive and I looked, you know, awkward. Like, is that a boy? Is that a girl? What is yeah. that? And, you know, in LA, you have to have a headshot and you have to be gorgeous to
1: be a server. So I couldn't get a job. And is that what you wanted to do? Well, you're, you've got a, you've got to, hang on. I didn't promote this. You have a digital show coming up, Morning Vibes with Billy. Yes,
0: that's spring uh, of two, this spring. Yes, um, just doing. I just like want to wake up in the morning and share good vibes with people, and so they can start their day.
1: It, but is it's media more what you wanted to do than serving.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I went to school for radio, TV, and film, yeah. and my ultimate goal since I was five is to have my own talk show. I just want to okay. have a platform where I can share people's story, right? Um, and I love cooking, and I'm vegan, and you know the whole lifestyle thing, um, but. Yeah, I, I do think that um, when you go through a transition and you're not accepted by society, it's it was really hard for me. And a lot of us trans people have to prostitute because that's like the only thing that we have and the only way we can make money. And there, I've always
1: questioned that.
0: That's always bothered me. Yeah, because because there's
1: always ways to it being being. Did you ever have to do that? Yes. <laughs> Tell me about that.
0: Well, I mean, you know, you can't get a job and then you have on the other hand, you have all these guys who are like obsessed with the fact that you're trans and you have a penis and they're willing to give you money and you can't even feed yourself. You're going to take it. And that's where, you know, as a trans person and with society, that's kind of where we're left at. And um, I had family and I had friends who helped me through the hard times, too. And so I'm grateful for that because, you know, I didn't have to spend a lot of time selling myself. Do you still have uh, trauma from that? No, I think I I went through a lot of spiritual healing. I am very spiritual. I do yoga and meditation, and I do ceremonies. Um, and I released a lot of that and a lot of shame because, you know, that's what I had to do to be where I am today and get me there. And I, 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 the, A lot of the folks
1: that I talk to that have done that were often doing it to pay for surgeries too. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean there's definitely, you know, people out there – even cis people who have sugar daddies to pay for all their surgeries. Yeah. I mean, that's, I've definitely seen that. Um, but for me, it was survival mode. It wasn't about surgeries. It was about feeding myself and paying the rent.
1: How long did you have to do that for?
0: I mean, just that dark year, my dad helped me. I had some friends that helped me. So I only had to do it a few times. It oh. wasn't, it wasn't really, so it, was,
1: it was just sort of, just, I wasn't living on the street, right, right. you know,
0: but I definitely had to have sex for money when it came down to it, um, and um, but you know, my some of my sisters and the trans community—they do it all the time because they're not supported and they don't have the opportunities that other people do. Um, but you know, too, it's like for me is I was very ashamed of the boy who I used to be, and I did a little ceremony where I put a bunch of pictures down and I lit candles and sage and palo santo, and I just cried over those pictures, and I just gave so much gratitude for that little boy for all the bullying and all the stuff that he put up with to get me where I am today. Were you ashamed
1: of him or did you have to sort of grieve his loss or both? I was just so ashamed. It was like, I just kind of took that part. I think I
0: my parents, you know, it led to me not being accepted. Oh, this, was
1: the, this the sissy stuff? Is that that kind yeah. of thing? So, so you were shamed by everybody and you internalized that exactly. shame. Oh, exactly. Yes. And, you know, we don't realize how much we hold on to
0: from our childhood. And then when I had these ceremonies, I released so much of that shame. And I just, I filled it with gratitude and love for myself. And, um, you know, and that's why I share my story. And that's why I'm on TV right now. It's because I... Want to? I want people to be able to see that um, trans people can come out on top.
1: Health IQ is an insurance company that helps health-conscious individuals like runners, cyclists, weightlifters like myself, and vegetarians to get lower rates on their life insurance. Go to healthiq.com/slash true you will get a nice big surprise in your insurance rate, and you'll support the show, and you'll see if you qualify. That's right. On average, 56% of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance. So Health IQ can save our customers up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive it's like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver health iq saves you money on your life insurance for living a health conscious lifestyle you should be rewarded for that 70 percent of the clients get exclusive rates at the top rate class and this is the fastest growing life insurance company with over five billion in coverage so why shouldn't you benefit i want you to go to health iq.com slash drew to see if you qualify and if you do why not get that savings? Do it now. I'm pleased to welcome Hydrolyte back to our program. Hydrolyte is not only a product that I can safely recommend. It's something that I use all the time. In fact, I have some sitting in front of me right now. It is the best oral rehydration product I have ever tried. I, in fact, in one event, the same thing myself, and they got there first. And I was sick this week, and I'm taking Hydrolite; It keeps me hydrated as well as anything the better. Better than any way I can possibly get hydrated. This is it. And at this time of year, it's impossible. Everyone's getting sick, right? They knock you down. It's Staying hydrated is a crucial part of it. So even if you manage to avoid this, obviously, if you get it, it's crucial you take Hydrolyte. But if your schedule's half as busy as mine, then staying hydrated is also important. Getting those eight glasses of water in a day is almost impossible. The beauty of Hydrolyte is whether you're sick or not, you can benefit from the proper balance of sodium, glucose, and water. And Hydrolite does this better than any sports drink and certainly better than water alone comes in great flavors orange berry lemonade and available as a pre-mixed drink a powder or my personal preference is the effervescence fizzy tablets simply drop in the water i then dropped it in a bottle of water today and by several of them in fact and i've been drinking it all day compared to sports drinks hydrolite delivers up to four times the electrolytes with 75 percent less sugar come on now hydrolite solutions are appropriate for all ages and each bottle or package includes easy to follow dosing instructions you can find hydrolite at Rite aid or online at amazon.com and for a limited time I. Listeners can save 30% on HydroLite. Get some now. Just click the banner on my website at DrDrew.com and use the code DrDrew18, D-R-D-R-E-W-18 at checkout. That is DrDrew.com. Click on the HydroLite banner, and then the code is DrDrew18. When you're looking to buy a car, you want to make sure you're getting real pricing on actual inventory. A lot of times that is not the case. People configure cars online only later to find out they are not available. Now, with TrueCar. Of course I'm talking about TrueCar. You get real pricing on actual inventory. This is not pricing offered by TrueCar but pricing from an actual dealer. And not just any dealer, but a TrueCar certified dealer. This is a carefully curated network of dealers committed to transparency and offering you a competitive market price. Yep, yeah, you know, and we talk about it all the time. Using TrueCar, you can easily find the car you want. Next TrueCar, TrueCar.com or TrueCar app will show you what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. Now you know what a fair price is, so you can feel confident. Over 3 million cars have been sold to True Car users by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. Over 3,000 True Car Certified Dealers are available nationwide. You will get to work directly with a True Car Certified Dealer that you may contact with, and True Car users are more likely to enjoy a faster, better buying experience when they contact a True Car Certified Dealer. And on average, you can expect to save over $3,000 off MSRP. Once you register, you'll see a real price on actual inventory. Hook up with that True Car certified dealer. Have a better buying experience. Car, go to the truecar.com or TrueCar app. Do what I'm telling you. Take, take me more through that, that. You've talked about the dark here, but how did you get to where you were? Other than this one piece of it, I guess, is letting go of the childhood stuff. But but um, how did you get to the point where well, you're feeling good about things?
0: I have some angels in my life. Did I, you have a therapist at all through all this?
1: No. Weren't you, don't they often?
0: They make you go to see a doctor. Yeah, Yeah, a couple times I went. And then I had someone from the LGBT community community, or the LGBT center, and he fell asleep a couple times on me. That's not good. (laughs) I mean, I think he was paid like, you know, probably minimum wage (sighs) or something. But um, yeah, this was years ago. So I just didn't work out. Okay, so
1: getting to the point where you feel good about it.
0: Well, I had, um, some angels. I have angels in my life and they, one of my friends was on a hit TV show and she was like, you should style me. You should do my hair and makeup. And so I made money that way. And I actually had an opportunity to transition
1: while I was, you know, hanging out with her. And, um, I'm getting a little confused because you were already transitioning. You mean complete the transition? Like, Having surgeries. have the final surgery. Yeah,
0: because it costs a lot to have the surgeries. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did, you him did you
1: do them out here? You did them in Denver? I did or? them.
0: I had my vagina done in Thailand. and then Thailand?
1: Why? Because yeah. less expensive?
0: No, actually, it wasn't that. It was, he was the best. Like, I looked at vaginas for like a year, <laughs> and his was just so pretty.
1: <laughs> the, just the pretty part's fine, but looked at vaginas for a year, it sounds like I was, <laughs> I I was studying the model I wanted. I mean,.
0: I had to look and see these doctors and see what their work, you know, like the results. And I thought Denver was the big center for high
1: quality surgery. Well, some of them
0: are just inverted. And he was actually, he um, took everything apart and rebuilt the entire thing. And the orgasm is amazing. Well, tell
1: me about that. Because as a male, that's that every male is like, well, how's that work? How's it going? What what part is orgasming? Is it you still have my
0: clitoris? I have a clitoris. And yeah, and it's literally a fully functioning vagina. I just don't have a uterus.
1: I had thought, again, I'm total dilettante. Okay, no worries. You're, you're going to educate me. That that they used part of the penile tissue around the the opening of the vagina as sort of arousal tissue too. Is that not the case? Well – Or they just shaved down the penis to a torus.
0: There's two different techniques. Yeah. One is where you can invert, which I didn't have done. I see. And the That's what the one, one I was talking right. about, right? Yeah. And the other one, you he literally takes everything apart and he takes all the nerves and he puts all the nerves from the penis into the clitoris. And – that's why like my orgasms are so amazing because he just he literally takes all the amazing parts and puts it in my clitoris.
1: Now when as males we need direct stimulation. Do you need direct stimulation on that region to be able to orgasm? Or can you do with intercourse, can you
0: Um No, I definitely like yeah. to have intercourse and then also rub my clitoris right. so, to have so, an orgasm. Right. Makes sense. Is yeah. it
1: harder than when you had a penis? Difficult?
0: I wouldn't say it's like difficult. It's definitely takes longer. And but the so that orca- be, that might be the estrogen, too though, right exactly yeah and um and the orgasm is full body, it's huh. way different than when I was a boy.
1: What do you think? Is that the estrogen too, or is that Yeah, I think it's yeah. the
0: estrogen, and you know, just um, yeah, it's it's all full it's all full body, it feels
1: really good. <laughs> Because because a lot of, again this is a lot of the stuff that men and women wonder about these experiences yeah I mean, who is is better who is is different it's just different it's
0: just different yeah. yeah and you know for me it's more sensual right. and right. Um, and full body versus just being in the penis
1: right that that makes sense to me yeah uh, so we're we're still back at you were had a dark year and moved me through how you got you said I had angels and you had yeah I mean, but that, I'm not following how that changed emotionally though.
0: Um. Well, I when I was still transitioning and I still had all the surgeries.
1: I already get confused when you say that because I sort of think you was somebody transitioning from when you start the estrogen. Am I? Am I is that the okay. wrong terminology? Well, you trade me out. Is no, that, no.
0: You're right. Yeah. You're right. Okay. So for me, the transition took a really long time. And so when I say I was transitioning, like for me, it didn't feel complete until I had my vagina, until I had all my surgeries.
1: Which was how, how long?
0: And that took probably – let's
1: see. Like About six, seven years? Yeah, seven that years. it does not seem that long to me.
0: Really? You know I, mean? I, mean, I mean, I guess I wanted a to— A lot of people so spend
1: time deciding, do I want surgery, do I not want surgery, and then when they do it, you have to it takes time to do the surgeries, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, seven years was long for me. I was thinking when I first decided to transition that I would take the summer off and come back <laughs> as some beautiful woman. And it's like, no, sweetheart, that's not how it's going to work. What,
1: what surgeries have you had?
0: Um, I've had my vagina, obviously, and then my— um, uh I've had a brow lift and a nose job and a lip lift and um, my doctor, Dr. Gavami, I freaking love him. He took all the fat, well, just a little bit of fat from my stomach and put it in my cheeks. He was just very like, I want you to look natural. I went in there and he was like, do you want to look like a trans woman or do you want to look like Billy, like a natural woman? And I was like, oh, okay, do your thing and he, he's amazing Is this somebody out here yeah he's mm. in uh, beverly hills um and he does all my fillers he does did you do
1: the adam's apples that
0: actually yeah i did get that done mm. um he didn't do that i got that done in thailand was that painful
1: i always thought that'd be a very painful person
0: honestly the most painful thing i think was my nose and my vagina mm. like my i remember i forgot to take my meds one day and i
1: woke up you're not a good patient <laughs> right
0: no well, i slept through my meds just, this i can
1: tell some people i'm not good patient but you're not good patient either you <laughs> and know, this you is know what you're supposed to do
0: <laughs> this is in thailand and i woke up and i felt every piece of my penis separated
1: oh my god oh my god <laughs> it was horrifying wait 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 is that right when you just when you first woke up after surgery
0: it wasn't right after i woke up after surgery because you're like completely sedated when you wake up from surgery i was it was probably like five days a week after oh my god and i was oh now god. in like the healing place like oh. the hotel um and you were setting an alarm to take your meds and i was on so many meds and i just slept through the alarm and what woke me up was the pain oh, oh my god
1: it was awful and that was the worst of it then it got better for that
0: no i mean actually my vagina was so deep that it just took a year to heal the depth was like insane which is like great is what they say but I was suffering, like, so much pressure in my vagina. I couldn't really stand.
1: How do you deal with urination through all that?
0: Peeing was fine, yeah.
1: Wasn't, that, wasn't effect- that wasn't part of the pressure or anything? No,
0: it was – I mean, I felt like I had to go to the restroom way yeah. more because yeah, yeah. my bladder is, like, smaller because, mm. you know, they make do, room. Do they take your prostate, too, when they do all this? No, actually, my prostate is now my G-spot. So it's like
1: – Oh, I see. You Because you're, you're going in behind Yeah.
0: It. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. So it feels really good still.
1: Interesting. So, so now f- pull me through emotionally. Now you're, you're transitioning. You're all these surgeries. You're styling a friend. Yeah, you, you weren't so happy, and then you get happy. How come?
0: Well, I was. I was just miserable. Especially Why? anyone that's like going through a transformation like that and going through physical pain, emotional pain.
1: What's the emotional pain?
0: Of just changing who you are and not being accepted. Like I wasn't you know it was hard for me people visibly noticed that i was trans and they would you know you would they would say stuff or it was just like what just like is that a tranny? or they would just say you really? just hear them oh yeah you would, would hear or you would get noticed or someone would like bump someone just, and say look it. at that look uh, at that you know you can and i'm very sensitive to energy i can feel mm. when people are talking and shit. now you don't get that <laughs> no now i don't get that and that um but you know, going through being hormonal, going through all the surgeries, being on medication. I was on meds for a long time because I was healing with my vagina. You mean pain meds. Pain meds. Mm-hmm. And um so it was just a really hard time for me. Um I was very needy because I was very vulnerable and and I yeah, I was in a lot of pain.
1: So it it sounds like it just was a major transition time, you know, not not just sort of gender wise, but just in your life. Exactly. And so as uh, you're kind of unstable through yeah. all that.
0: And I spent a lot of my life like living in fear. Like I lived in fear as a child. Of, of, of what? Of of being bullied. Of being beat up. Of you know, I had some boy on Halloween like pull get off his bike, push me into a tree, and was like trying to molest me but at the same time beat me up because and I could tell this boy is gay and mm. he is so He's taking advantage of me, but he's so ashamed of it. He's, he's like, beating me it. up and yeah, angry. Yeah. And Oof. I just experienced, it was a very small town. And, and it was, um, there was, you know, some very scary people that, um, and people wouldn't even look me in the eye. There was some guys
1: that I was friends with and as soon as. But that was just when you were gay as far as they were concerned. Exactly. So that was, that was just ostracism for sexual orientation. Yeah, And then the, you feel like the gender issues made it even worse, even out here.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was a whole... It was like coming out again in a way because I um, was experiencing kind of like the same thing over and over. But I realized even with my childhood, with my my family and how they lived in fear and they were always arguing and yelling, I just lived in fear and i was projecting that and i didn't want i was so focused on the outside of fitting in and going through that transformation and looking beautiful and i was like what about the inside like i want to love people and i i was just so distanced from everyone i remember not even looking people in their eyes because i was used to that as a child so i just wouldn't connect with people and so i went through a spiritual journey about loving myself loving my trans experience
1: and now we're talking now you're in your 20s
0: um, yeah, no, this is like in my early thirties. So like this is
1: so significantly later. Yeah. This is like, cause your surgery is in your mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so it, you see, so you're going through all that. You're not good. You're not good. And then what, what motivates you to sort of break out, break through? Um,
0: I read a book, <laughs> Yeah. I <laughs> returned to love by Marianne Williamson. And it was true. I was living my life in fear and I was attracting it. And, I just needed to change my perception from fear to love and, and really love my experience and love myself. And then that got me on a whole path of reading other spiritual books and untethered soul by Michael A. Williamson. Like he is amazing. And, um, and is
1: that, a, is that a transgender book or just a oh, general, just a
0: spiritual book, book about, you know, setting in the seat of your soul and not necessarily being in the ego and living in fear. Um, and then I, you know, went on retreats and started doing yoga every day and meditating. And I did some yoga workshops, and uh, and then I did ceremonies, ayahuasca. Tell me about that. Yeah, that was life changing for me because um, I
1: do you, do you go to Mexico or no? For, for, for. I
0: did a ceremony here with a shaman in um, Los Angeles, or maybe it's like an hour away. But it was a he's a doctor and a shaman. Um, and I've done it three times so far and every time I go in with an intention and it's mind blowing you come out feeling like you've had years of therapy
1: it, it can be changing the, the, the problem with, with I'm fascinated by all that stuff and what, what's the, pod, the we did a podcast with um, just not that long ago we did a whole, a whole thing on hallucinogens with I'm forgetting the guy's name oh well just about Wait a moment yeah check back hey, Gary gets you the right number it was a couple months ago <laughs> Um. Thank goodness you're having good experiences. You may want to be careful because <laughs> you might want to you 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 know don't you've had three great ones. Good, maybe stop there because sometimes people have bad ones or they have bland ones and yeah. It, it, we just don't know. We don't know how to control this thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I, I my experience has sort of been or at least as I've seen other people experience it, like 30% of the time they have a terrible experience, 30% they have a nothing experience, and 30% they have a life-changing good experience. Yeah. And, and you know, I wouldn't take that away from anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But I we don't know the bad experiences. There's any long-term effects from that, or we don't even know if the long-term effects from having good experiences. We just don't know.
0: Yeah, so. I saw Chelsea Handler doing it on her show. Yes, um, and did and you
1: notice one of them was miserable? Yeah, was the worst experience he ever had. The Chelsea seemed kind of eh, and the, yeah. the other girl had a great experience. Yeah.
0: yeah, and on my experience, I purged so much, but I and I realized how much I was holding on to as a child that no longer served me. So yeah. it. It was really. Well, fun. that's
1: interesting to me that you've had that, that, that's had a significant positive effect on your growth and development. That yeah. is fascinating. Because, yeah. because I, I do believe we will reach a day I, that we will be using hallucinogens in a therapeutic way. We just don't know enough about Exactly. Yeah. It scares it is, me now. I don't know. I mean, like, I wouldn't recommend it to you. And it scares me. Do you have any more? Me, but it scares me. And I've worked. done it. It worked for yeah. you. So there you go.
0: Yeah. It's something um, I don't want to do often or anything, but definitely I needed to go through that um, experience and I'm so grateful for it because it really did help me fall in love with myself. And that was my intention. What made you go back
1: for the second and third time?
0: I feel like I had some things. I feel like I had some things I needed to work on that I was still a little ashamed of. And that was like things about my vagina and things about my trans experience. Um, that I just felt, you know, I I just felt not good about, and I wanted to clear that out and I wanted to go within. um, but now my experiences are pretty good. I mean, I, I have a lot of gratitude. So, you know, I'm not throwing up everywhere like I was before.
1: <laughs> and you mean during the ayahuasca experience or oh, did yeah. you have an eating disorder? No, I was throwing yeah. up D- during, during the ayahuasca. ayahuasca right, yeah, okay. purging. Make sure I'm not missing anything. Yeah. No. And um, now what's going on with relationships? Um because you yeah. said we're going to kind of see some stuff. and That's sort we started this conversation.
0: Yeah, I've but been.
1: I've been asked you, how's it going? Is it going good, bad?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm dating and I'm really into someone um, that works at Sir. And um, anybody
1: we know, like previous cast.
0: Um, he's he's related to someone, but um, <laughs> yeah, you'll see. Uh, but yeah, he's he's really cool, and I love the fact that he's open minded and um. He just sees me for me, you know? Same age as you or older, younger? He's a little younger. Yeah, for sure.
1: For sure younger.
0: (laughs) I feel like I've always dated younger guys for some reason. I don't know why. But, I mean, it's fun, you know?
1: You you strike me as younger than your age. And I'm I'm wondering if that's because you sort of came into yourself later, in your 20s kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and I've had some work done. (laughs) No, no, I don't mean like I'm just kidding. Come on now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll give you that. But... (laughs) But it's more that I suspect has something to do with your overall yeah. developmental experience. You know, so it makes sense.
0: Yeah, I get that a lot. Actually, you're right. Yeah.
1: And are you happy with your career? Happy with what's going <clears throat> on? Are you? you? I mean, are you still have mood stuff? Or you're, you're pretty much all good now?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel good about what's happening with things, and I feel good that I'm working at Sir and I get to pay my bills. And you keep working there even when we're not filming and yeah. stuff. I'm yeah, I'm still. I pick up shifts. Sometimes I get busy. Like. My goal is to speak. I love speaking in front of people and just
1: telling my story and telling my truth. So you're, you're at the front of the restaurant. Yes. Hosting? Yeah, hosting. Yes. You said host and not hostess.
0: Yeah, so I'm hosting. Yeah, a hostess.
1: Same. Yeah, just randomly selected.
0: I'm holding menus and bringing you to your table.
1: Uh, I'm, we'll come by, busy <laughs> someday' because because I, I I know this very well and and
0: uh, yeah, yeah, I love her. Yeah, she's great. And, she's and Todd's amazing. Great, and their dogs are great. Yeah, I always tell everyone she's like my fairy godmother because literally she's. Was just so sweet to me, and like made everything happen. She's a very nice woman, and
1: what and what they've done with those restaurants are unbelievable. She's so talented. Yeah, they're very very skilled. And I think Todd's husband, right? Yeah, Todd. He's been telling. He told me they've had many restaurants over the years in different countries and things. Mm -hmm. So they really know what they're doing. All right, so what's the future look like for you? Other than the digital show, Morning Vibes with Billy, I'll start – do you have a start date for that?
0: <clears throat> we don't, but we have like four episodes already done, so okay. we're, you know
1: – And that's, that that's, on, that's on YouTube or Facebook or um, – It's going to be on YouTube, yeah.
0: yeah. It's gonna, I'm going to start a whole YouTube channel and get with that. I just want to put out good vibes, and I also eventually want to have a platform where I can share people's story. Well, you said you're a trans activist now, right? Yes. What, what's on
1: your plate in terms of –
0: Helping. Well, I'm with this um, uh, this organization called Flux um, and I do some stuff for them and we have a thing coming up in March. It's like a whole retreat and a bunch of us trans people are getting together just to uh, meet and discuss what we can do with our platforms to help educate people on trans issues. And also there's a big gap with uh, the LGBT community with um, gay men and trans women. There's a gap and we're trying to fill there's that. What's the gap? Well, I just think that it's a... I don't know. There's a gap there. Like, a lot of men... A lot of gay men offend trans women and also what? don't understand it. And of they offend don't... Offend trans women? <clears throat> yeah. You would be surprised, but it's definitely... In what way? Just kind of seeing them as an object, too. Almost like, you know, they would oh, they would call a drag queen. Like, she... Like, oh, I love her. She's so great. But then you meet a trans woman and they're like, oh, he... Like, they just... I feel like as allies, they're not as educated on the trans issues. And I love that Flux is kind of having these events and bringing the community together.
1: It seems like a, a, a perfect area to focus some energy would be to help trans folk through these down periods where they feel the need to prostitute and stuff? Like if there's some way to help them, fund them, support them through these times? Because I hear that very, very commonly, and it always feels like, they didn't didn't need to really do that.
0: Well, we have a lot of powerful, amazing people in the gay community, and I think it's good that we have organizations like Flux who are bringing the trans community and the gay community together because hopefully we can use their power. It
1: also seems like you could be very powerful in terms of helping other trans women when they're struggling you yeah know, just sort of share and support Do you get oh. to do that
0: no i get to do that and i have girls that message me all the time and i get to hang out with a lot of my trans girls when we go to different events and stuff and it's for me it's so important to be in community and i didn't have you don't really have that in a lot of places and la thank god we do have amazing women who all of us we get together and we have dinners and you know, it's it's nice to have someone who has things in common with you. And then if you're you. going
1: to write that book about male and female biology with experiences. Yes, experience I'm going to like. write it, and I'm going to speak gonna, about it or all just over. Do, or just do it like a position paper, so we can just <laughs> refer to it. Yeah. And, and and what do you want people to know? Now? What, what 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 have we not covered? What do you what do you think people need to understand that that we've not talked about today? I mean, have any messages people or any? Uh, well,
0: my big thing is. You know, if you know someone or if you have some power to hire people, hire someone trans. Give us an opportunity. Um, No matter what job it is, um, we, you know, are just like everyone else and we can show up and we can work and we can bring good vibes to your place. And and I just encourage people to hire trans people and also just, you know, love and respect and not treat them like they're an object. And um, if you're interested in something, you can always google or reach out to me on my website or my instagram it's me billy lee and um i think i recently did a buzzfeed video on google questions and that's out there right now oh interesting
1: do you have any regrets no no
0: i mean i regret being a bitch sometimes back in the day (laughs) because i was crazy and hormonal but no i'm good (laughs)
1: All right, listen, I, I appreciate you sharing your story. I appreciate the book you're about to write. <laughs> and, I, and, you know, good on you for stepping up and being willing Thank to share because re- I think it really helps when people are very clear about this because a, a lot of the what you experience sort of novelty and objectification is behind a sort of a lack of understanding and, and a sort of the fact that it is novel and people don't understand. They want to know and right. they, they see it as sort of something they don't understand necessarily. So the more you're out there. Normalizing it and making just another thing that people, another human experience. Exactly. So much better. Yes. All right. Anything before we wrap it up? No, I appreciate you. All Thank right. You. Thank you so much, Billy. You follow her at It's Me, Billy Lee, B I L L I E L E E. And the website, as we said, is It's Me, Billy Lee. And I will see you next time.